Hey, Rammies. Hello again there, Rammies. Happy Monday or Happy whatever day. Happy Monday. Um, I guess we're, yeah, almost November. Almost November. We're a week out from Halloween. Are you looking forward to it? Well, I just feel like this October has gone faster than anything in my life. I know. It's also been the hottest month of the summer. Guys, it's so hot in LA right now. I know. So I just feel like I haven't even been able, like, it, it hasn't been in October. No. I, I've, yeah, exactly. I feel like I made three batches of pumpkin bars this time last year by this date i forgot about your pumpkin bars uh, yeah it is time it, it is time it is time <laughs> <laughs> give them to me I, so I need to make those again um but yeah this october is flying it is crazy and then the holidays are here before before you know it before you know it and let us know if you want us to do any fun like patreon yes. or non-patreon like holiday episodes but join our patreon for 7.99 please do tess i I feel like we should bring up what a year ago today was. Oh, we really do. <sighs> one of the best nights of our life, I think. One of the best nights I've ever had. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's another way to put it. It was so unexpected, too. It re- and those are always the best nights. They no expectations. Exactly. So we went to this Halloween party in Malibu, and it was, like, stunning. It was, like... The Halloween parties from the movies. It was at a private estate. Yes. <laughs> like, it wasn't just a house party. We were like, what are we doing here? Yes. Well, actually, we did run into someone who was shocked to find to see us at this party. They were like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> he literally said that, Cole, if you're listening. You know? <laughs> you know that you remember the shock just as much as we do. Yeah, but it was so fun. And it was like this live taping. And Avril Lavigne got up to play. Uh, and Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly. Yes. And we were sitting. Yes, we, we were. standing. Uh, right in front of the one, the only Courtney Kardashian and Penelope Disick Kardashian. Yeah. And it was hilarious to see a <laughs> child in that environment. And I will never forget it. <laughs> Let me tell you, very different than my childhood. There was a man who got up on stage and he, his song just kept going. I just want to fuck right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we just looked back at Penelope and her eyes were just open. And she was like, how is this my life? What did I do to deserve this? Oh, man. What a treat that night was. Oh, it was just so fun. There was an open bar. There was free hamburgers. Yes. The Monty's burgers. Yes. So they, they were all vegan. I remember the pots. Oh, yeah. But they were so good. They were so good. But yeah, we just had we had the best time. Um, we'll post a picture on our story. Yeah, we will. And yeah, that's like exactly what I always want to do for Halloween. Me like too. some kind of unexpected night. That surprises you. It really does. It's like, yeah, it's just a charming memory. Uh, God. So yeah, let us know what you guys are doing for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> um, we might have a Halloween episode coming for you. That is true. So, so exciting stuff. Yeah. Get excited for that. Um, Anything but, else going on in your life you want to talk about? Not that I'd like to discuss. <laughs> keep it private. No, just, keep it chill. No, just like um, later tonight. No. Um. Saw Carly Rae Jepsen at the Greek last night. Saw Carly Rae Jepsen, saw Rufus DeSoul. I've been, and you've been going to so many concerts. We have been concerting it up. How many concerts did you go to in one night, Claire? Three. (laughs) You heard it here, kids. I can't believe it. The woman has energy. And, but home by 11. That, when Corey and I go out, Mm. we are on a plan. (laughs) We stay here for 20 minutes and then we're out. That is gorgeous and it's a gorgeous thing about la you can just like swing in and out yes except for concerts that i like really love i'm gonna stay for a long time like midland at the greek shout out to you jordy yes uh congrats that looked stunning looked so fun stunning but i wish you were there but you weren't sorry i had to stay uh, night in you guys you know how it goes sometimes (laughs) sometimes you just need those nights in sometimes you need a whole weekend where you just like love a trash weekend you order in 
more than you don't. I think that's what I'm going to do this weekend. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. We've even talked about like our weekend plans. I'm like, I have no idea what you're even doing. Well, we're going to do maybe backyard. Yeah. But besides that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we'll get that figured out. I'll figure. So need to know your schedule at all times. Mm-hmm. Well, Tess, now that our personal shove shawl out of the way, mm-hmm. what are you bringing today? Guys, this episode came because a fan, a Ram, and one of our good friends, Haley, suggested that we do this subject. Haley, you would know about this. You would. Like, Haley, you embody, like, early 2000s LA to me. Haley runs Hollywood. Like, truly. And I feel like she was on the hills, you know? Like, she worked for Bolt House and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Haley, we love you. Yeah. She's one of those girls, Rammies, that knows the scene. She knows the scene. And she knew that this subject would be juicy and... God damn, it sure was. I can't wait. So today, we are going to be talking about um, Heidi Fleiss. Who was um, the 27-year-old L.A. socialite who briefly and memorably became Hollywood's most famous madam. She was 27? I was so shocked by everything about this story, but it's not what I expected her to be like. No, I imagine like an older woman that's like, when you're good to mama. Mama's good to you. (laughs) Yeah. So did I. So did I. Wow. No, she she was truly... um, well, actually, okay, before we start digging into yeah. everything, do you remember when you were, like, aware of the term of starting to not say prostitute and to say sex worker? I literally was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. Um, yes, because I learned that it is the more appropriate term sex worker from my favorite murder. And oh. a lot of that, they talk a lot about that because sex worker victims are, all like, oftentimes than not, police won't take the job is seriously it's almost like a they deserve to die sort of thing and we have other citizens and so they have said also like prostitute has a stigma around it when it really is sex work and that's Mm -hmm. like the more appropriate term oh that's do you remember what year that was probably 2000 i started listening to them in like 2015 so probably 2016 yeah that was probably the time that i became aware of it too but just in researching like you know the articles i would look up from the la times like there was just this like dirtiness and talking about a quote prostitute and it's just it's you know for for those who don't know i just would like to give a quick mm-hmm, like sort of definition and just try to clarify why we are not saying prostitute anymore. Um, so sex workers are adults who receive money or goods in exchange for consensual sexual services or erotic performances, either regularly or occasionally. And the term sex worker recognizes that work is that sex work is work. Mm-hmm. Prostitution, on the other hand, has connotations of criminality and immorality. Many people who sell sexual services prefer the term sex worker and find prostitute demeaning and stigmatizing, which contributes to their exclusion from health, legal, and social services. Exactly. So, yeah, just felt like we should say that. I mean, like, I truly believe that sex work should be decriminalized. They could have more, they could be more safe. It's like any sort, it's like weed. (laughs) 
Yes. Why are we doing this still? Exactly. And, and like realizing that these people have chosen sex work as their profession. And that doesn't mean that their life decreases in value in any way, just because you might not agree with it. A hundred percent. And that also doesn't give anyone the right to categorize or stereotype them as a certain type of person or Mm -hmm. woman. Exactly. We must move on from that, kids. We must. It's too. It's so boring it's to think so, that way, isn't it? It's so boring. Mm-hmm. I love when you say that. <laughs> I do. That's like a clear saying. It really is. Oh, thank you. Okay, so this is Heidi. This is mm-hmm. L- Little Miss Heidi. Heidi Fleiss. So she was born December 30th. Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh, she's running her shit. She's running the business. <laughs> Which is just so funny because she would be a Capricorn. This she woman would. is determined. She's passionate. She's sassy. She doesn't have time for feelings. She takes work first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you guys know the type. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we've had other Rammy Capricorn. Wasn't... I'm trying to think. Was Jim uh, Baker, Baker Capricorn? We've definitely had some. No, we definitely have had some. I've tried to look. Uh, we'll put it on our stories this week of we who will. our Capricorns are that we've talked about. Um, in 1965, she was born in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, she was one of six children to Lisa Ash and Paul Fleiss, who is a popular Los Feliz pediatrician. Really? Los Feliz? What do you say? I can't remember. There's Fuck. one where Angelinos are like, if you're from here, you know it's this one. I say Los Feliz. I usually say Fuck. Los Feliz. Okay. Los Let's feel it. Come at me. I don't care. Let us know. Yeah. We've only been here a decade, but let us know. (laughs) I'm just really mad. (laughs) I'll show right answers, especially. Um, So he was very wealthy. Mm. And in that time, that area was pretty middle class. Mm. So they kind of stood out. They were like, oh, like the Fleisses are coming over for dinner. Fleiss sounds like a rich last name. Who's Mike Fleiss? Is he the one who started The Bachelor? Mike Fleiss. That sounds so familiar. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um. So she lived a pretty good life, like kind of like cookie cutter family, like what you'd expect. Um, I think her mom was a stay at home mom. The dollar also went further in the 60s. It sure did. And I feel like pediatricians make good money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she was a popular babysitter when she was younger. Oh. (laughs) And she got so busy that she would recruit other girls in the neighborhood to take her nanny in jobs. And then she would take a cut. Is this the most Capricorn Capricorn I've ever heard of in my life? It's the most like Capricorn. It's the most foreshadow. That's like, what I was about to say. The babysitting is almost so dark. <laughs> it is dark. Like you don't want to make the comparison, but here we you are. Have to. Here we are. When it's in your face like this, do you, you can't. Do you help remember? Um, listen to our Chris Jenner episode all about the Kardashians. But do you remember the Kardashian episode where? I think it's Kendall has to do chores and she doesn't want to. <laughs> so, so then she pays all other people like no ad- grown adults. She pays the like the lawn guy. Oh, the people who like who are already working for their family. Yes. And she was like, I'll give you five dollars to make my bed. <laughs> Guys, dark in the episode. <laughs> let us pray. Let us pray that if we ever have children, they're going to be such shitheads. They don't ask like the landscaper who's already coming over. No, I. They better not do that. They better fucking not do it. It's gross. <laughs> but also, it's like even more gross because it's so scripted. And that poor man is like, I just want to do my job and go home. He's like, I'm making minimum wage <laughs> yeah. from E on the show, actually. So, <laughs> exactly. Um. 
So you can already tell Heidi's personality. Um, she was also, as a teenager, into shoplifting. Uh-huh. She'd cut class. She wasn't super academic, academic, and she liked weed and she liked selling it too. She sounds like a great time. <laughs> she sounds like just one of those 15-year-olds who has this confidence that you're like, where did that come from? Like, how are you so confident? Yes, and she's like, I know I don't need school because where I'm going, these grades won't Doesn't get me matter. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she just dropped out of high school. Oh my, she did? She did. I wonder what her dad thought about that. Because as a doctor, you must be academic. I couldn't find much on her relationship with her parents (laughs) until the end. Mm. But it seemed like from what I perceive from her whole story, it just seems like she was a little bit, um, just a little bit spoiled. Mm. Okay, yes. And maybe kind of catered to like, I don't know. Because, I mean, there's tons of reasons why kids will drop out. But in like a, I don't know. All I have to say is fudge college. (laughs) Fudge college. (laughs) If you're watching Salt Lake City, you know. You know what's up. You always do. Mm. Um, So she did receive her GED later. Um, But this really just took her straight into the clubs. The clubs. The clubs. The LA 90s clubs. Guys, we're talking talking Viper Room. Okay, so... That's what I'm trying to picture, like, what a club in L.A. in the 90s. So the Viper Room was, like, a considered a club. I was there the other night on one of my three concert Were spots. Were you really? I was. For, for those who don't know, Viper Room is the infamous place that... River Phoenix. River Phoenix overdosed. Mm-hmm. Um, used to really be the Pussy Posse used to go there. What's the Pussy Posse? The Pussy Posse is the 90s Leo, Tobey Maguire... That guy Lucas something. Like oh, that, wow. Like, group of guys. Oh, wow. So many drugs, I'm sure. We're just so to be in a room with the pussy posse would just be, to be crazy. Can you imagine? I, I can. So I don't know all the other clubs in that time, but you can imagine what it's like. It's like hard to get into. It's when, like, you know, you could cross the velvet rope if you were VIP and that made people look at you like you were a god. Whereas now people look at you being like you're probably some annoying influencer. Totally. It just was a different time of like different culture. It was like elevated. Totally. So she's going in there. She's also at the same time, she's into the racetrack and she's really into gambling. So this is now her life. The horse like, racetrack? Horse racetrack down in San Diego. Are people going to that more often than we think? Because like Chris Jenner was going there that we talked about in her episode. Like, But I feel like I don't know if people who are... I think it's like an LA wealth thing. Mm, that we're just like, not there yet. That we're not there, but maybe it's outdated. It's like the same thing as when people totally. are like going to the country club yeah. sort of thing. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, no shame to country clubs. I love a country club. <laughs> yeah. I would love if anyone invited me to one. A frozen ice cream bar at a country club. Oh, God. Yum. Invite us to your country club. Please do. Please do. Please do. Um, but she just kind of spends the next few years after she drops out doing these things. But she is like pretty successful gambler at this point. So she's like having good luck. Like she's like making her own money off of gambling. I imagine this like, well, at first I imagine like 11 year old smoking a cigarette and like dealing cash out to girls and be like, essentially. And now I imagine her at the racetracks. Yeah, just a few years older, really still <laughs> smoking cigarettes and <laughs> spending other people's money. She sounds iconic. Iconic. So at 19, um, she was working as a waitress. She gets this invite to a fancy party from this man named Bernie Cornfield. He's 40 years older than her. Oh. So he's in his almost 60s. Um, he's a financier. They start a relationship. Oh. And there's not much to this man, but of bringing her into this world of like he introduced her to 
kind of, you know, society, society, LA society and hanging out with a lot of rich people and a lot of people with money to spend. Wow. Were they all older too? Or is it like everyone at this point, like actors, kind of everyone. But I feel like she was always like the youngest person at the party where totally. people are like, what are you doing here, kid? And she's like, you'll you know, know my doing. name. Oh, wow. Sort of vibe. You know what I mean? Or your husband will. Oh, Sorry. shit. <laughs> I mean, truly though. Foreshadow. Foreshadow. If you didn't guess where this is going. Show. He introduced her to this world. They ended up breaking up. She started dating this 50-year-old Hungarian director, um, who we will see a lot throughout the story, named Yvonne Naj. Mm. This is not a good man. Okay. Um, very, very abusive to her. Um, very toxic. He'll come up he'll come up a bunch. I won't get into, into it now. But he introduces her to this woman named Madame A. Madam Alex. Madame. Is it Madame? Is it Madam? I asked I asked my boyfriend this yesterday and he was like, I think Madame. And I was like, but I want to say the grand, the grand the Grand Dame. The Grand Dame. The Grand Madame. Because of Potomac, if you know you know. Well so what is a madam? Okay. So Or am I jumping the gun? No, well, we're just gonna get it into it right now. Okay, so it's funny because he introduces her, <laughs> introduces Heidi to Madame Alex because Heidi had quite a little gambling debt at this point. And he knew of Madame Alex. And so he's like, hey, I think we can, I'll introduce you to this woman. She can maybe help you out. If you go work for a night for her, she can like settle the debt for you. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's wild when someone else suggests that for you without it coming up like as your own idea. She's literally like 20 years old at this point too. Like there is. That feels gross to me. Oh, it's very icky. Like unless she was like, you know what? I know how I want to go get this back. Exactly. There's also power dynamics. This man is so much older than her. So much richer at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So Madam Alex will be a character in this, in this episode. So we will do a little backstory on, on Alex Uh quote. Um, she is originally from the Philippines. Okay. Um, but she has German and Spanish ancestry as well. She arrived in San Francisco at the age of 17 in 1951. She had been married twice by the early 1970s and then had been divorced and widowed once as well. Oh, wow. So she, you know, she dealt with some heartbreak, dealt with some loss. Oh, yeah. Um, but she was a young, she was a young girl, just marrying everyone left and right. <laughs> um, so by her own account, after periods as a florist and an owner of some antique shops, hey, do it all. Florist and antique shops sounds like the most lovely jobs to have. It sounds so chic. It, does, uh, it sounds like a Nancy Myers film. It does, but I don't think it was like this for her at this point. <laughs> wasn't really like uh, the, the kitchen, mm-hmm. the Nancy Myers kitchen. Um, she was like, oh, shit. In the 70s in San Francisco, she had heard that being a madam was very lucrative and she should try it out. And so she was like, sure, I will. She bought a book from a visiting English madam for for $5,000 that had of all of her contacts in it. And this woman was like retiring, essentially. So she was like, you can buy this from me and use all your clients. $5,000. Or my clients. Right, which I didn't do the cal- Calculator, but five thousand in, in the fifties, the seventies, the seventies. I mean, maybe like is it? Would it be so bold to say like ten? I was gonna say like at least double. Yeah, I would think so too. So she probably used, let's say, most of her savings to get this yeah. book. And this is literally my favorite thing I found out because it's so sad. <laughs> she, most of the individuals listed in the book turned out to be dead. 
Wait, because they're so old? Yes, it was like a like <laughs> oh expired book. And so she spent like Dude, 10- that sucks. No. So she's just like calling them being like, hello. And they're like, yeah, he's he's gone. No. <laughs> she spent her life savings on that. No. Did that matter? Know it? I'm sure. Some like visiting <gasps> English woman. Imagine a magical woodland creature. Yeah. In like a shawl. So <laughs> you have to the same thing, and then she's like on a ship back to England, and she's like, <laughs> like literally just smiling, <laughs> just looking out in the distance. <laughs> oh, I just love that so much. Me I thought too. that was so funny. Um, so, well, Alex, whose real name was um, <sighs> where? What is her real name? <laughs> I've lost it. I've, I've lost. It'll come at up all. at some point. Um, but so she, but then she found, so this book was a bust. Yeah. No kidding. But then she started her own business from the ground up and she moved to LA. Um, and so she operated a prostitution ring in Beverly Hills for more than 20 years. Oh my God. Under the name Alex Fleming, one of her pseudonyms, she sent young women to hotels. She would send them on cruises, charging $300 for two hours and up to $2,000 for a full day. And then 70s um, or the 90s? This was now probably more like in the 80s. Okay, $300 for two hours. Yeah. And how much for the whole day? 2000 for a whole day. So you're wow. looking at like, let's say $3,500. Let's just say it. I don't know. Wow. In today's rate, like almost double, if not double. It was expensive. Um, according to Vanity Fair, Madam Alex had about 150 women working for her at her peak. Wow, that is a lot. And she was earning $100,000 a month, taking a 40% cut. 40%? That is huge. But she's literally doing nothing. I also was shocked at the percentage that these madams take. 40%? 40%. And Heidi took a huge chunk as well. So a madam is a so pimp. A madam is a pimp. Yeah. For women. Uh, yes. Like a woman pimp. Yes. Got it. There's like literally no other way to describe it. Right. Um, right. And, but it's just so interesting. So I, so as I was researching this, I was like, what the hell was, what was this looking like in California or specifically LA? Like, what was the start of this? How did it originate? Um, so a little bit about the history of sex work in the Victorian age. Oh my God. In California. I'm so glad you did this. We will post photos of this time because the outfits are crazy you guys it's like free people <laughs> it's like stunning long dresses like the white sex, the sex workers on the on the corners literally Re- they really yes okay so I'm, I'm i'm jumping the gun so during <laughs> the victorian era sightseeing travelers riding through la on the southern pacific railroad sounds so like adrian would love it adrian let us know if you know anything about this railroad yes please do um, they would eagerly ask their porters to let them know when the train passed by an infinite stretch of Alameda Street, southeast of the old plaza. This portion of Alameda Street was part of the city's red light district, which centered around an oiled down dirt road um, called Negro Alley. Okay. Yeah. For more than 50 years. Wow. So this was the time in California. Not a great time for literally no one. Yeah, seriously. Um, It was called Hell's Half Acre and it was compromised of saloons, restaurants, and a row of low-slung brick buildings and small pen-like rooms. Not much wider than the front door. Like, these rooms were tiny, essentially enough so two 
two people could just go in and have sex lie down oh there's enough to lie down you're not standing up there's it's enough a- to lie. it's like a uh the width and the length of a door. So oh, basically just okay. like you're on top of a door. <laughs> oh my God. I imagine like a phone booth size, but much more comfortable Truly. to lie down for everyone involved. Yeah. Hey, some people, you know, really yeah. want to do missionary. Yeah. I guess when you, who knows? Who knows? Um, so they were known as cribs. Okay. Welcome to my crib. Welcome to my crib. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> sex workers stood on wooden platforms displaying their charm as great as an, um, displaying their charm as I do not know what this says basically as policemen one day were like what's happening here why are you just up on that like this is how you standing on that like when can you think about like just not even knowing what's happening like being like oh look you're just like doing a little twirl and just like, like posing yeah like you look great but what's the goal you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they didn't know the sex working was happening <laughs> they did not and little did they know inside they serviced an estimated 13 to 30 men a night i bet one of those police officers like what are they doing and one definitely knew and they're like i don't know man let's like keep walking <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just women right they're crazy they just like the attention it's like super toxic <laughs> totally um so these women it was not a glamorous time for them. This I'm is sure. not. This was not good. They were treated very poorly. They lived at the consti- constant mercy of Johns, pimps, and landlords, oh. while the hundreds of quote fallen women of the crib district achieved a certain level of notoriety um, and came to symbolize sex work in wild Southern California. They were considered bargain quote one dollar prostitutes, Ugh. and I'm sure they were not treated gently. Not at all. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much like just dirt, like tough language in this section, you know, where it's just so like it is a part of history. It is a it is part of history, and it's very tough. That's true. Um, so there were also some like respectable boarding houses, Mm. um, where prostitutes were likely to pay eighteen dollars a week to seventy dollars a month to stay there mm. but some people also were like i don't even want to take i don't even want to like spend rent and so they would just live on the streets <sighs> god um so apparently there was this horrible man uh bartolo ballerino who was called the father of cribs in los angeles oh he's like the sleaziest he was the sle- sleaziest um he really like ruined everything like some people would even come in and be like shouldn't we be giving these women like a bit more rights? Like they don't have a lot of money. We should be helping them. And he was like, no, it's good. It's good. Keep them going. Keep them going. Ugh. So he like really fostered this like horrible environment. And they're them. just like trapped there. Where else can they go? Exactly. And they were, I mean, they were making very little money, mm-hmm. but it was more money than nothing than nothing. So there was a lot of violence. Um, there were a lot of accounts of the sex workers being beaten. I'm sure. Ugh. Um, so eventually people were like, okay, we got to do something. A lot of church go- goers came together and they're like, we need to help these women out. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically though, like not like in a good way of, of like, let's get them off the streets because they're ruining the perception of the neighborhood mm. and we don't want to be around the sin sort of thing. Got it. It wasn't like, we got to get these we girls like, a roof over their head. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Okay. Um, so it took some time, but the red light district was abolished in 1904. It's Alameda. Is that downtown? Yes, it is downtown. Um, so for decades, it seemed all traces of hell's half acre was vanished and was replaced by the 101 freeway. Oh, 
That is hell's half acre, I'll tell you that <laughs> sure much. Sure is, isn't it? <laughs> Flatter for those in the back. But by the mid-1990s, archaeologist Mike Stokoya uncovered numerous artifacts from it, Mm. which included a a bottle of tonic opium and brandy. Oh, shit. Opium? Do you think that... Do you think that people drugged the women, too? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they drugged themselves and the women. I mean... no kidding. It's like... Also, think about, like, this time. It's like, if you were, quote, hiring a sex worker the shame that even in doing that like it wasn't like yeah man like marriage was such like a yeah you know like there was just probably so much shame in in it all god um but yeah they found bottles of champagne a valuable porcelain doll's head which makes me think that some of these women young girls were girls i'm sure oh that's that's horrific or some of these men like brought toys and shit like some sick stuff i know i'm sorry bring it there but no but i'm that is what i i have no doubt that's what it was yeah, sure, not great. Mm-mm. Not great, but that's a little bit of the history. <laughs> Back to Alex and our girl Heidi. Mm-hmm. So, what did Alex want in the women she would hire? What did she try to cultivate with her uh, employees? This is Alex. This is Alex. Okay. Um, so, Alex's look was very different than Heidi's look, which for girls or in gen- for, or for girls. Their, themselves, for okay. their girls. Okay. So, Alex cultivated this California beach girl look with her clients. So, she said that she had the best looking women in the business, blonde, big breasts, small waist. Pamela Anderson types. Pamela Anderson were coming out of the 80s. Totally. Of just like, you know, that just Venice girl that's in a convertible. That's like sporty Jane Fonda body. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that that's, is crazy. She's like cultivating like my girls are the beach girls. You know them. Yes. Which was like, I didn't even think about that, that you're kind of creating like your brand. Yes. And so it's like she was very picky and she was very toxic on what she would allow in or not. Um, But, you know, the 90s were not a good time for (laughs) 90s were crazy. All talking about like, you know, appearance and body image and all that. It was tough. Um, So back to Heidi's boyfriend. uh, Oh, yes. The horrible guy. So he basically remembered the night where he's like, she can, she can work for you. Yes. He brings her to Alex and she looks up and down at her and she goes, hmm, she's not even a five. Oh. How could you bring, bring me this? That was a quote when she saw Heidi for the first time. Oh my gosh. That's so rude. I know. But then she was like, talked to her for five minutes and she was like, hold on. You're not pretty. <laughs> But you are like spicy. Mm, and she was mm-hmm. like, you have something that men are really going to like. Oh, God. Because you can talk back to them and you can challenge them and we can like have that combative sort of like conversation, which is all just Jesus Christ. But she she sees this. this and then fascinating. And then she's like, "You OK, all right, you could work for me for one night. Go to town and we'll settle, settle your debt. Oh, my God. And men really took to her. And they actually really liked her. Oh, like on her first night? On her first night. What's it? Also, is this sex working? Does that include, um, what is it called? Escorting? Where it's like you're just there as their date? This is more what Alex is doing is sex working. But what Heidi did was... Especially for this night, I couldn't get the details on what like specifically went down sexually. I just didn't know if like an escort is considered sex work. This is like, um, I think escort is technically different. Yeah, I we don't know. I we'll find out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, from what I would think, escort would be different. Would be companionship without mm. like 
sexual activity. Yes, exactly. Totally. But people can have different boundaries. Like some That's escorts true. are like, we can kiss or we can cuddle. Totally. But, you know, so it's all like, I mean. But she was doing the full act. Yes. Okay, got it. But Heidi, you know, for this night, she's like, whatever. Let's just like see how it goes. She was like, not for me. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, very famously would always talk about that she um, would give the world's worst blowjob. Oh. Um, she liked Because she s- wanted to? Um, or she, she just like, did? She just hated giving blowjobs. Hey. Okay. And, and, and so she was always just like, I don't like to suck dick. And she was just mm. very like crass and not afraid of like what men thought about her. I think always her eye was just on the prize. And the prize was to start a business and to learn from Alex. Wow. So she watched Alex like a hawk and she started working for her like more as like her assistant. Like she wasn't a sex worker, but she would help her sort of like um, recruit people. They go to the clubs together and like watch what was happening. So they're like this little weird team, but there's like, there's not love there. It was like a business partners. Kind of. I think there was like a weird power. Wait, this is both Madam Madam Alex and Madam Heidi. Yes. Okay, got but it. But Heidi's not a Madam yet. Okay, got so it, she got still it. is like in training. She's watching her. She's learning. She's picking up on what you do. Totally. But Alex was like, I'm keeping her around because she brings me tons of clients and she can go up and she can network and she's not afraid just to like. She's bold. She's bold. Mm-hmm. Very bold. <laughs> um. So this is when Alex is 22. Oh my god, um, Alex is so she's, <laughs> Oh my god. She's I was not picturing a 22-year-old. Yeah, I was not either. Um so she realizes in working with Alex, Heidi's a little bit like, all right, this has been fun, but she's like, I don't like Alex mm. and I don't really support her. Alex was pretty anti-Semitic. Oh god. She made comments about um really tough comments about Heidi's boyfriend who was Jewish and she talked about women really badly and Heidi's like all right I don't know if I really want to be like around someone who's overtly anti-semitic and And, racist and sexist and like a shitty person yeah so she was like you know what I've gotten the hang of this and also I know a lot of people that would come to me and not want to go to fucking Madame Alex Alex. because not everyone she's not a very likable person and I have what it takes for people to actually like feel comfortable with me wow shit she leaves Alex after 18 months of working with her. And in 1990, she launches her own prostitution service, as she says. It's, does she have an accent like that? No, but, <laughs> but Prost- I like it for you. Prostitution service just sounds so like <laughs> prostitution service. Sounds like another time. You it, know? it sure does. Um, so she took most of Alex's clients. I'm going to put my feet up. And oh, please do. Please do. Um, she took also, most if you want more wine, it's right there. Oh, thank you so much. She took most of Alex's clients. She did. And this is what a lot of the newspapers referred to as the whore wars. Oh, my God. They just had a heyday, didn't they? They sure did. They're like, more. more. <laughs> 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 the whore wars. But by 1991, Heidi had gathered uh, uh, cl- uh, employees 500 girls was she as selective as alex was show her look oh, when she was like me. i feel like alex's look is a little outdated yeah so heidi's look was the clean and perfect girl that was born and raised in beverly hills so she had this like rich girl look, wow, which was like darker hair, a little bit more serious, not like quote 
which I'm sure at this time in the 90s, it was like the blonde bimbo. Bimbo, totally. Um, Meghan Markle also has um, Paris Hilton on her podcast this week when they're talking about being like dissecting the stereotype of being a bimbo. Oh my God, I want to listen. It was so good. I'll definitely check that out. Everyone that like loves our early 2000s stuff, listen to this episode. I love to hear those two women having a conversation. I really enjoyed it. genuinely saying that. I think that's fascinating. Same. It was really good. Um, But this was her look. The rich Beverly Hills like... I imagine a woman named Sloane. Or like three women, Noemi, yes, or something like that. Uh, you know? Sloan, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, so Sloans are always hot. Sorry, always, that's why I keep saying that. Always hot, mm-hmm. always hot. Um, so she had a knack for recruiting high end talent. She charged clients, which I did do the quickly calculator oh! on this one. She charged clients about fifteen hundred a night. Okay, which today would be twenty eight hundred a night. Wow. And she also, because she learned from from Miss Alex, she took 40%. 40% is so crazy. I thought it would be more like 10%. Well, that's like <laughs> usually when people take a percentage, it's like 10 to 15. Right. That's like at least... In, Even 20, I think. That's high. How much do agents take in Hollywood these days? 10. 10. Yeah. Managers will be like 10 to 15. That is crazy. Yeah. 40% is insane. Guys, if anyone is, if you're ever working for anyone in any capacity and they're like, I'm going to take 40%. I can't know. Double check it. Except I'd like on this, we'll take 50, oh. 50. <laughs> yeah. We'll do literally anything on this. I'm talking about like, you know, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, so also, do you know what they consider a night? Like, what are the hours of that? Is it like eight to eight? That's a good question. Or if you just go over and that's if you really do know, question. please let us know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, a lot of what I think, and this could be wrong. I think a lot of it is hourly. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Because then I think Heidi, or yeah, Heidi then has this opportunity to be like, if you want her for more than that, it's gonna like she can make more money. Yeah. But I think also like overtime. Who, who wants to be there for more than two hours? Oh my god! Who wants to be there for more than an hour? No kidding. You know, like I feel like in movies they always made you think that sex went on all night. Yeah, seriously. And it's like no. And also like, who do you? You don't want someone in your space that long either. It's like no for both parties. I'm yeah. sure they're like, let's yeah. get out <laughs> totally. But there are some lonely people people out there so who knows there really are that is true <laughs> so yeah i'm sure it's some sort of hourly contract thing. yeah um so by july of 1992 she buys a 1.6 million dollar home um as of today that would be 3.3 million where what neighborhood oh fuck Do you, does it say it, in the documentary it said there's like a youtube documentary on her which is very interesting i wonder if she bought in like beverly hills because she had that like persona i want to say it was somewhere in more the valley ish mm. or pasadena mm. wow well look. i think it was on the east side somewhere but we'll look her so, roots truly um so the worst night she was making seven thousand dollars the worst night and her best night she could make up to ninety seven thousand dollars Oh my God! But is that like New Year's Eve? Probably. Oh, oh, prob- oh so dark. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So soon she was clearing three hundred thousand dollars a week. That's five hundred and sixty thousand dollars now. A week. A week. Y'all, a week. Oh my God! Wait. So is this all like cash? It's all under the table. So like, how do you even buy a house like that without people being like, excuse me? This is what I've never like known. I feel like I don't know enough about like yeah, me <laughs> finances to be like. So for people that like do things you know like even in like wolf of wall street or not wolf of wall street what movie did i watch the other night where i was like how did he buy oh the town mm. <laughs> you always go back to the town 
<laughs> they're like robbing shit. Yeah. And then they're all becoming like rich from it. And I asked Kanal, I was like, wait, but how? I think you can't do that. You launder it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. From what I know from watching Ozark. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know what even that means. Um, Somehow she's doing it. She's putting her money in all over the place. And she's buying a nice house. And she famously is keeping an A-list roster of celebrities and Hollywood executives in her infamous little black book, honey. Tess, okay, I was literally just thinking in my head, like, oh my God, we're in LA. There's these wealthy clients. We know who some of these people are. I mean, not personally. I mean, maybe. Maybe we do. But, like, these are movie stars and directors and producers. Not only movie stars and producers, she was sending women to the Clinton and Bush (gasps) administration. Are we surprised? Absolutely not. Dirty, dirty politics. Fucking Hillary's trying to actually run shit. And (laughs) Hillary's like, I just want equality. God, she's like, if we could just protect women's health and fucking Bill. (laughs) And everyone's like, gross, gross. We want to keep the way it is. Like, shush, 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 shush. (laughs) Truly, so you just know that, like, Clinton and Bush, huh? All of them. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I'm probably all of them that could still fucking have a heartbeat. Yes. So she's doing that. She's there were rumors that Sony was taking that they had a little like money to the side that they would use for their producers and executives that they could use on these women. What all those PAs on that set? Like if I could just have a little bit more, like like, maybe not minimum wage, maybe not like a hundred dollars a day. Yeah. So she's now like she's known for this. It's like. People are talking about it, but once again, like we said at the beginning of the episode, there's still this like stigma of Hollywood at this time. It was like tabloids and gossip and drugs, and like you didn't want to be caught with Heidi, and you really didn't want your name associated with her. Wow, that doesn't bother her at all. Well, the problem was is that Heidi was a big drinker. Oh, <laughs> there it is, and did a lot of cocaine. Oh well, the '90s in LA. <laughs> And is in this really abusive relationship still with Yvonne, who's, like, threatening that he's going to cut her little brother's legs off. Oh, my, what? So she's probably drinking more because of that. And she's, like, in her early 20s at this point, right? At this point, I think she's, what's 1965 to 1993? Don't do this to me. I know. I'm so sorry. Wait, no. 60 to, oh, that's to 93. Isn't that, like, 27? I think so. Don't do this to me. <laughs> so sorry. I, have I, think, to do I it. think it's twenty seven. So yeah, she's in her mid twenties. Wow. So she has loose lips. Loose lips sink ships all the damn time. Loose lips ruin Hollywood executives because oh, she's shit. she's talking Heidi, honey. So she's starting to go to these parties and she's just making so much money that I think she's also just getting a little too comfortable and a little too cocky. And no one has ratted her out yet. And like, she's like, huh, this is all like under the table. No one's gotten hurt. I'm like, she's probably also like, we're all in the same circle. Like, exactly. You're not going to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Heidi. I also, I, I'm still like processing the fact that this 20 something has connections to the Bush and Clinton administration. I know like who's making sometimes $600,000 a week. That is crazy. God, people have so, people... That's so much sex. Like, I'm even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> so much sex. Like, I forget what this is all about. Do you ever, like, stop in the middle of the day and you're like, how many people are having sex are having at this sex moment? Right now? How many people are having sex right now at this moment? What in, time is it? In, in LA? LA? We're, we're recording at 530. Okay. Well, probably more than you think. 
5.30, just logged off of work. It would probably be a certain age range. Yeah. Right? Who's Shashay? I guess to us. I don't know. You're like, what percentage of LA is... I don't know. There's probably a way to figure this out. You can really think about <laughs> yeah. it. And sometimes I do. I'm just like, who's I doing mean, it? Sex, I guess, does make the world go round. It really does. So, And that's what Heidi thought. Yeah. And <laughs> Heidi should have gotten that tattooed on her. <laughs> so she's talking. She's like, it's like, oh, God, Heidi, sweetie. Keep it. Keep it tight. Yes, Keep it. Seriously. Zip it. Zip it. Um, so this man, Detective Sammy Lee, ends up hearing about her just through the grapevine because... She's just talking to everybody. And Heidi. Overly drinking. And he's like, who the hell is this woman? And like, what is happening? <laughs> so he's like, LA is going to shit. Yeah. The girls have gone wild. <laughs> They've gone wild. The girls have gone wild. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he comes up with this plan. And he's like, I'm going to pose as a businessman looking for sex from Honolulu, as one does. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I was like, he really got into his character work. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) detectives are just theater theater kids kids that never got the audition. Like, he probably wanted to dress dress up as a businessman. He wanted to, like, buy a Hawaiian t-shirt. He's like, this is the trauma I have with my mother. Yep. Yep. Oh, there it is. (laughs) There it is. So they are talking for two months back and forth over the phone where he's like, all right, I'm going to be in L.A. soon. I'd like to get this hotel room for the night. I'd like to get these girls. He's posing. He's making it really intricate. He's getting all the information he can from her. Show. They meet. Oh, God. At the one and only. Where? Beverly Hills Hilton. Really? There is so much that has happened. So much that has happened. Wow. The Beverly Hills Hilton. And so she's like, oh, my God, Sammy, like, so excited that we're meeting in person. Like, this is going to be great. I have tons of cocaine <laughs> and, I, and I have tons of girls upstairs for you in the hotel room. They're waiting for you. And it's like literally like a like 90s movie being like, Heidi Fleiss, you're under arrest for pandering no. and narcotics. Yeah. Because she said it. He's like, thank <laughs> you. And so then they went up to the hotel room. No. Did the girls also get arrested? Yes. Oh, no. They got arrested, um, but not as bad as, I mean, I think, like, I don't know what the punishment for prostitution was at that time, but if you're, like, they're not making that much money, and Heidi's, like, making, like, a million dollars, two million dollars a month from this? It's so, like, insane. Also, like, it is, I don't know, call me crazy, but I think it's kind of weird that, like, it's, that you could get arrested for sex working, can you? Because it's illegal, right? And then, in this is ninety, right? Or like, no sex working. Like, I mean, I see how it can get complicated, but like, if you just think about it, it's people having sex, and if it's two willing parties, then like, why is that illegal? Maybe you know, I'm actually, ignorant. But. I have no idea. I'm like, maybe they didn't get arrested. It didn't. I, but it is illegal. Like, it's legal in Nevada because it's legal in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. But is that the only state it's legal in? I don't know. I think, I'd have to look it up. I should have. This is literally what I should have researched <laughs> instead of just being like, yeah, I think they all like went to jail. Guys, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get there. I didn't get there. Hey, but I do know that there was like Heidi felt a big injustice of the reason like of why she was arrested. And then none of these fucking men had any. Well, that's implication. what I'm saying. I like, well, I think that you can get arrested as a as a male. Like, but I'm sure she was like, I have the names if you want them. Well, yes. So she is arrested, but she's not like sent to jail immediately. They have to like figure figure out what they're going to charge her for and like yeah. what's really going on. Um. So her ha- oh Benedict, 
Benet Canyon. That's where her house was. Yep. So it's like in the middle of the valley. It's like right where Benet Canyon. Okay, there's a lot of parallels and ties. We've talked about Chris Jenner in this. Whitney Houston died in the Beverly Hilton, and Sharon Tate was killed in Benedict Canyon. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. This is such an L.A. story. We need to make an L.A. playlist. Okay, we will. We will. Great idea, Guys, you get it. You know it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so they ended up going into her home, and they collected bank statements, her little black book, 13 grams of Coke. (laughs) God. And all of Charlie Sheen's (gasps) traveler's checks. No. No. You're joking. Well, no. I mean, of course. I don't know why I'm like so shocked. Yeah. Why sh- Charlie Sheen? Like, so well, he was like her, her busiest. He ended up using her, I believe. I have the number. I think he was probably her, the most popular client. <gasps> um, he, da, da, da. There was video testimony that he'd spent over $50,000 <gasps> on these girls with 27 different girls, is what women but this yeah. is what they're referred to in all the articles of the what? girls yeah well hey maybe some of them were like 17 or something i mean yeah i'm not sure like you know th- i think this is an interesting story because it's like there's just interesting like projections like heidi mm. feels like she wants to be in control so then she ends up controlling these other women who are you know what i right. mean like it's like this weird power structure i keep referring to this might be really ignorant like an ignorant question but i kind of don't understand why someone like charlie sheen has to pay for sex is that an ignorant like does that come i mean it does come from an ignorant place because i don't know no i don't think that's an ign- ignorant question at all i think there are certain desires that people yes. have that knowing, especially the stigma of sex work in the nineties was shameful and dirty. Like you want to be a part of something you shouldn't be doing yeah. and you get off on the taboo of it all. And I think yes. people, a lot of men have that. I totally see that, you know, and it's like even another level of control. Like I'm paying for you. I think also that's so true. Right? I mean, I think He's probably like, cool, I don't have to ask my wife what she likes. Right. And I get to go be with this woman who can do exactly as I say, and I don't have to feel bad because she's getting... And maybe there's more discretion. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a whole... The psychological aspect even of, you know, all of these people is interesting. It is so interesting. And so, yeah, like I was saying, I'm not sure of like how, you know quote good Heidi was treating these right. women like and how old they were and if they what kind of like rights they had right. but that's like sex work in general like no that's kidding. why it sh- needs to be just decriminalized mm-hmm. so that there are like there can be a part of a union yes, and like be regulations yes um show Charlie Sheen is found out um <laughs> and then on June 9th 1993 Fleiss was arrested and charged with five counts of pandering with narcotics so pandering means yeah what does pandering mean pandering is technically like being a madam it's oh, like oh really leading prostitution really and obviously all the coke oh uh, yeah well that that'll do it so this is what Heidi kind of like claims to feel like she was treated unfairly because Naj his Yvonne Naj, her uh-huh. boyfriend who was like horrible, who was like, I'm gonna kill your brother or whatever. Oh my god. Um he like knew all about this and he was like the ring like kind of like a ringleader. Yeah. Like he th- liked that Heidi had all of this money and like knew there was a lot of people that knew what she was doing. But of course these people if they cooperated and a lot of these men, 
and the studios and the executives, if they cooperated with the police, they were completely let, you know, let off on any sort of yeah, of course. punishment. And she was the one that, and obviously she was the, she was the CEO of Heidi Fleiss. Like she, you know, that just sucks. But all of these men who are, you know, a part of it and encouraging it and helping her out and yes, they, they keep they, the business going. There's no business without these men. Exactly. So nothing happens to them. Interestingly enough, this guy Naj is just a little fucking asshole. He ends up selling nude photos of Heidi without any repercussions <gasps> to guess what magazine? Playboy? Yes. Penthouse. Yes. Penthouse is trash. Penthouse, you are disgusting. <laughs> you are disgusting. I should have guessed Penthouse first. It's I should have known better. Literally foul. But oh yeah. my God. He's gross. Sends- yep. So, and then he also writes this movie. It's like this like experimental thing about a woman who's like skinning all these other women. Her name is Heidi. She's like a murderer around LA. So he profits off of this. I'm still just like, it's hitting me again. Like I can't imagine you're in one of the worst situations of your life. And then your boyfriend sells nude photos of you to a publication. Yep. That is disgusting. She's not even hit 30 yet. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. Like. God, she's lived quite a life. Where is the... I guess it's biopic. I've been saying biopic for years, but I've is been corrected. Is it biopic? Someone the other day told me it was biopic. You are joking. Who said this? I can't remember. Reliable source? I can't remember. Because the two people popping in my head are Morris and Corey. And they're very different people. Morris and Corey, you guys teach us everything we know. Check out our Patreon to hear Morris read our chart. Check it out. Morris is amazing. Um, oh, this is going to come out before that comes out. Sorry, oh. guys. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Join our Patreon, whatever. Please do. Guys, please. Please, please. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Biopic or biopic, please let us know. Please let us know. We have so many questions for you all. Thank <laughs> you guys are researching this episode. Sorry <laughs> about it. Um, so all that, you know, this... Her rest is happening. It's juicy. It's it's fun. It's, you know, scandalous. Yeah, no kidding. But all reporters wanted to talk about was this little black book. Who was in it? So, who are these celebrities? This was also before, like, imagine a book and pap- the pen to paper, if you will. Imagine a time where you couldn't, like, DMs weren't released and... You know, this wasn't like the Adam Levine cheating scandal. It's like, what's in that book? Because that information is probably nowhere else. Nowhere else. Sure. They did. They couldn't find a lot of like clear, you know, because she would be an idiot if she was like Charlie Sheen. Yes. This time, this time, this time. <laughs> she wasn't writing that down. She's doing like pseudonyms too. Yes. There was a lot of like mystery in it. So the only thing that people have been able to uh, allegedly, I'm just going to say. Allegedly. Don't for come certain, for us. Don't come for us. But... Were Billy Idol? Billy Idol. I is that it? I'm so sorry. Billy Idol is um, the what's his face? The the singer from the 80s. Yes, I know some of you are like screaming <laughs> yes, and rolling I, your head and rolling your eyes that do we not don't know Billy I, Idol. Um, he yes. sings like the cradle of. Oh my God! Why can't I think of it? I'm just googling a picture of him, guys, so I can get the. I know, I know the name, obviously. Oh wow! Yeah. So, but he <laughs> says that he said no, but in the book there was some okay. stuff about him. I'm sure. You um, did, Jack I, Nicholson. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> Which are we surprised? <laughs> no. And those were like the only two big names, besides tons of politicians, Sony executives. I mean, like the list goes on and on. Like this book was filled. Well, so was in the 90s. Was that when? Um, 
what's his name? Um, Hugh Grant. Yes. Was that when he was caught with a sex worker? I believe Hugh Grant was caught with a sex worker in the late 90s mm. in like, was it LA or London? He was married to Elizabeth Hurley at this time. Crazy. But that was a huge thing too. Yeah. And it was even bigger because she was a black woman and people were like, how could you leave? It was like, had like a lot of racist. <gasps> oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh God. The 90s. What? The 90s were so show. dark. <laughs> I'm kidding. God. Um, but so I'm wow. So well, I'm sure Harvey Weinstein was in there. Oh, literally, I'm sure, and I'm sure there are some people that can't even be named because they have gotten out of it yeah. by something. You yeah. know, you can do anything with money and power. So yeah, the and fact get away that with it. There's only three named celebrities is like kind of representative of how these boys will be boys and there's no repercussions. Do you know how they found out Billy Idol, but Billy Idol and Jack Nicholson? I don't. Maybe they're like, we've got Jack on this so many times. Like, Maybe there was just more like obvious. Yeah. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, and I don't think she was like trying to fuck anyone over. Like, I don't no. think she'd be like, let me just. She's too smart of a businesswoman. And she also didn't expect this to happen. I think she was riding on that high. Yeah. But she's young. Too. She's young. So I think she was like, they're never going to like even figure this out. No. So, you know, she ends up having this interview and she says, people are scared of me and they should be. Leaders of countries have called and asked me for sex. If I if I came out and really talked, I would have stopped NAFTA. What's NAFTA again? I think NAFTA's like <laughs> <laughs> NAFTA's like the um, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but guys, NAFTA's like the the bomb, the war. I'm so sorry. That sounds like so dumb. Maybe we'll cut that. <laughs> NAFTA is the North American Free Trade Agreement. <laughs> I thought it was like World War Three, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like she the United States commenced bilateral well, trade negoti- negotiations with Canada more than thirty years ago." Well, I'm sure it was what? great, but just no, Heidi could have stopped it. What? I did not know then what NAFTA was, and I feel like an idiot for saying it was like the bomb. I <laughs> know, but I would assume she was like, I could have stopped that. Yeah. Wow. You know, like she yes. made it. So maybe it Crazy. is a bigger deal. I don't know. Guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think we have to keep it in. I think, I think we do too. We have to keep we it start in. start cutting stuff this like that. This is who we are. It's true, guys. I'm this sorry. This is who we are. No, you, who we are. We don't pretend to be something we're not. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> she's, you know, she's making kind of threats, honestly. And she's, oh, oh uh, I know what I was freaking out about. What? I allegedly i bet you allegedly yeah <laughs> i guess every time prince charles oh <gasps> i think so wow i think so oh don't you yeah like it, i think i'd be a fool to be like he's like in love with camilla no camilla camilla camilla, <laughs> camilla. camilla. no i think <sighs> he was on that allegedly i mean i think also like allegedly who were like dirty old men that you think about that could have been doing this in the 90s like who else? Who were dirty old men in the nineties? Who weren't dirty old men in the nineties? Tom Cruise? No. I'm trying he to think of, like, is so weird. I don't know what he would be I feel into like he's or what like he's not. <laughs> Same. I feel like he's like a lizard. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys can think of anyone yes. who embodies this, this, this person, um, I think Jack Nicholson covers it a hundred percent. So she's not sent to prison quite yet. I always forget that like people can go off and do their own thing. Like, right. So she opens a clothing store in Pasadena. Oh my God. <laughs> That's super basic. And it's just like boxers and robes with like, it's like Brandy Melville. Like, 
but but her logo, her name is on everything because now she's like, well, I'm kind of like a famous like criminal. Somebody's all my money. She's Jen Shaw. She is Jen Shaw. So she's like, again, you guys need to start watching Housewives if you don't. You really do, yeah. and you know that a Housewives episode is coming for you. So yes. might as well might do as well. your do your research exactly. before. Um, but this doesn't last long because her drinking and her drug use is just getting worse. So she oh. is sent to rehab. Well, that's probably for the best. And it was for the best. Um, after she gets back, her big trial begins. Um, a jury convicted her on three counts for which she received a three-year sentence. That conviction was overturned in 1996. But the federal tax evasion case the next year led to a 20-month stint in prison in Dublin, California. So I think they were like, oh, and then they're like, oh, you've really actually like, you, you <laughs> fucked up even more. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, all that money had to go somewhere. Yeah. So she ended up being in prison for 20, 20 months. months. So almost two years. Could be worse. Could be worse. At this time, Charlie Sheen has to send <laughs> video testimony. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently he's like shaking and he has to like tell the court like, yeah, I shaking hired 27 girls. I paid 50 grand for it. People are like, this is so crazy. Well, he's really coming to his own because didn't he bring his sex worker to Thanksgiving? Isn't that what Denise Richards said? That is what Denise Richards says. And it might maybe want to hide these girls. Wow. You never know. (laughs) Hollywood is a small town. It sure is. Um, so how we will end this episode Oh, yes. Is we're just going to do a little interview, and I would love for you to play Heidi. Me? Yes, I would. Really? I would. Oh, my God. I feel like I don't even deserve it, but okay. Um, From The Hollywood Reporter, it is titled... Oh, my God. One moment. Heidi Fleiss reflects on 25th anniversary of her arrest. Um, Ex-Tom Sizemore and what Charlie Sheen really spent on girls. Wow. So we can just, like... Hey, we might cut some of this if it goes too long, but also, like, let's just see what this bitch is saying now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so this is a Got recent interview. This is a recent interview. Okay. I believe this is from, well, this is from 2018. I think this is, like, the last, like, big thing that she did. I think she's gone on a couple podcasts. My sources, by the way, um, I, I was kind of all over the place. I was New York Times article. I was this Hollywood Reporter article. There was a podcast I listened to called... Hollywood crime scene that did an episode on her. I've seen, I think I got some of my research for Studio 54 for yeah, them. Yeah, they were really great. They were so fun. They're kind of like, they're, they're like, they're out there and I like it. Love it. Um, but let's see what she is saying. Okay. 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 So I'm going to play the reporter. Okay. And Claire's going to play Heidi. If you could embody someone who is, you know, I feel like she still doesn't give a fuck. Like so she's I'm like st- leaning back and just grab my glass of wine. Like I feel like she is still looking at them like you guys are all the idiots and I won. Exactly. Like I, feel like I she's won. holding on to it. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Capricorn energy. <laughs> Capricorn energy. Okay. <clears throat> so it's the twenty fifth anniversary of your arrest. And that didn't cross my mind until you mentioned it. <laughs> I feel like this. Everything in my life, even my fuck ups, and there's been a ton of them. Everything worked out right because it led me to exactly where I am right now. Most people would think I'm a kook because my heart goes out to captive macaws. What does that mean? It's a bird. Oh, you know what a macaw is? She asked. You know what a macaw is? It's an exotic bird. Yeah. A parrot. (laughs) The big ones. I think every day in prison was important because it made me realize how awful it would be if someone forced you to live your entire life inside a box. And that's what happened to the captive macaws. It's not a popular subject matter. They need someone who's a little bit kooky like me to stand up for them. 
How did you end up? <laughs> what? This is crazy. Um, how did you end? Uh, how did you end up taking up the macaw cause? Mm. So I moved to Nevada to get back into the sex business. I rented a house that was, um, unluckily for me, happened to be next door to a retired madam who was beridden. <laughs> what? At one time, she ran the exotic bird department for the Tropicana Hotel. So she had all these birds. And one night, she called me up at 3 in the morning saying she couldn't breathe. I, I, I went there as a helicopter was taking her away. And as she was dying, she says, Heidi, you take care of the birds. <laughs> at the time of your arrest, it seemed like you were leading a pretty glamorous existence. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> of course, looking back, you see how stupid you were. I mean, it's it, it's easier to look at all your mistakes. But I definitely say, if you're going to live in L.A., I don't see how anyone could do it better than I did. You want to go out every to every nightclub. You want to meet famous people, have sex with different people, eat at the best places, all that kind of stuff. And I don't see how it could have been many more fun. That's for sure. You came from a fairly conservative background. Your dad was a doctor. I was born and raised in L.A. My dad was a famous pediatrician. When he died, died, they donated a bench to him at the Griffith Park Observatory. Okay, we got to go. We have the to go. The next time we go to the Greek. Grammy field trip? <laughs> yes. Guys, who wants to come? Yep. Come on board. Did he know about your escort service? No, but I got him in big trouble. I felt shitty about that. Dad gave me the really, really the best childhood possible and all the opportunity in front of me. I wish that I took school seriously and went in a different route, but it wasn't, it was not my father's fault at all. You learned a lot from another famous madam, Madam Alex. Hell yeah. She was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she was out of her mind, but it took a lot more than just learning from someone. There's a lot more thought that goes into the escort business than people realize. You have to learn how to make people feel secure in dealing with you. So you've let go of this idea of running a male brothel? <laughs> I think a male brothel wouldn't work, but a trans oh god, but a transvestite brothel <sighs> would probably do really well. These are these are the, Heidi's words, yes, not mine. Yes. Um I live in uh Pahrump, Nevada. It's kind of near where Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband Lamar Odom overdosed in a brothel. Don't brag about that. Oh my god. My good friend Dennis Hoff owns all the brothels in Nevada. He has an extra license um, he's not using, so I was thinking maybe we can make a, oh my god, a I know. tranny brothel. I can see people driving an hour away to the middle of the desert if there's beautiful trannies waiting for them. She is the ultimate 90s, like, trash like smoking a cigarette she reminds me of an east coaster sorry i do not mean to offend I, but. I, but i like a very specific east coaster in the 90s totally. like kind of republican mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. probably pretty republican yeah exactly or just super transphobic yeah seriously um, or that should, do you think we should keep going it's up to you okay let's skip to let's see you know what let's skip to this question okay let's go down to you know she talks about the little black book everything mm -hmm. that we've kind of talked about and then they ask her what do you think about harvey weinstein's accusers and the hashtag me too movement i'm not gonna be like donna karen and kill my career like pamela anderson they say it's the woman's fault i will never do that because look every girl has been sexually taken advantage of 
I think he's disgusting and a pig. He handled things ter- he handled this thing terribly, but some of it doesn't make sense to me, especially when they say, oh, it happened six times. That's weird. I think in certain instances, women slept with him in exchange for a part, and he kept his end of the bargain. Wow, that went in so many different directions. I know. What? I know. I feel like that was very sorry no (laughs) disappointing it like started being like it it just went all over the place i'm so because that the first sentence i was like she's gonna be an asshole the second sentence i was like oh you're sticking up for the victims and and then she trashes it all why would you do it six times which is victim blaming a hundred percent like do you not understand so wow. that's really the gist of the interview. <laughs> what a I did not expect to talk about birds. Um, I will post. It goes on for a little bit longer mm. um, into her sobriety, into her relationships, into her relationship with Charlie Sheen. I'll post the link. But so you can get a little taste of her to mm. conclude the episode. Of, you know, she's saying she's struggling with her sobriety. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but, you know, that's really the that is the history of Heidi Fleiss. Wow, I was captivated the whole time. I love hearing about like crazy LA stories. I do too, because it's just like we live here and it's so different. Like like any city, you're like, it's not the same as it used to be, but I can just like like that Instagram pop culture died in two thousand nine. Wow. Wow. I will say it and I stand by it. But the tins are crazy. The tens are crazy, but there was something about that like flip phone era. I think we're just not far removed enough. You're right. You're we right. can't like think that we're in it when we're in it. You that's, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. We that's don't know true. what you have till it's gone. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Should we reveal something that we're thinking and see if people like it? Our themed month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you guys like an old Hollywood themed month? Huh? Because uh? uh? we're thinking about it. So all four episodes or how many episodes yeah. there are will be old Hollywood either if it's an actor or the studio system or director or movie a big controversial thing yes. we could do a Lammy we could do you know yes. we could have a guest on we could find you know we could do anything I'm into it let us know old Hollywood calls to us let us know if it calls to you it does because I know there's a lot on it yeah so I think some people can be like eh. but then I don't really know anything about old Hollywood it's crazy I and love like, it there's so I much material more. yeah so anyways so kids that was fascinating to us I loved it I'm so glad um, I hope you guys like that as well. And you guys have some homework. <laughs> you really do. You Answer all of our questions that I did not take the time to research. <laughs> and let us know. Let us know. Follow us, as always, on Instagram and TikTok at Right Answers Mostly. DM us for conversations and all of it. Yes. And share with your friends, guys. It really helps so much. Yes. If you like an episode, if you're liking what you're hearing, please share on social media. Yes. Please share this right now. Yes, please. We love you. Love you guys. See you later. Bye.